All right, uh, welcome to the Just Talk podcast, where we talk about issues that live at the intersection of faith and public policy. I am Essentino Lewis. I'm Leslie Copeland Toon. And as always, we are glad to be here. We say to you that we're not trying to tell you what to think, but we are certainly trying to give you some things to think about. Uh, and if you've been watching the news at all lately, then you've been thinking probably a lot about um, uh, gun control, gun violence. Uh, we've had. Um, uh, three major incidents just in the last 37 days. We had uh, Las Vegas where we had a, a sniper shooting at a concert from uh, a hotel and we had uh, an ISIS sympathizer uh, in New York City. And now we're having, again, um, gun violence that's taking place in a house of worship. And so we want to talk a little bit about that. We want to talk about God and guns. And, and so that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, I think... It's been a really difficult season, and although, you know, every time after one of these incidents we say, you know, we should have this kind of gun um, legislation or that kind of legislation, things that people think are reasonable, we're just not able to get anything passed that seems to be, to make any sense. And there's always a reason why we can't deal with guns. Um, there's always a reason why we can't have the conversation. And I think, sadly and regrettably, that we have, as a nation, made the Second Amendment more sacred than people's lives. I think we just have to face that, that that is where we're ending. We've had Sandy Hook, whether it's an elementary school or a church or a concert or you name it. We decide that nothing can be done, that we're just in bondage to guns, that we have to have the free. And it's interesting because, you know, the, the freedom and liberty are supposed to mean um, that you live and not die. And so the fact that we're willing to let so many people die because we're not willing to just do the basic common sense kinds of things with these large magazine clips, with how background checks, all of those things that we're just not willing to do it. And so people keep dying. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so my, my opinion has kind of evolved on this. I, I've shared with you, um, you know, I'm a gun owner. I don't hunt, but I do enjoy shooting, sporting clays, and I have a good time going to the shooting range. I've never killed anything that was living, never thought to kill anything that was living, but do enjoy my right to own a gun. Um, I, I like the right to be able to defend myself in the event that somebody was trying to break in my home or to somehow try to attack my family. I think that's uh, a right that I accept and, and enjoy. But there's something very different, I think, between that and what we're seeing. These high-power semi-automatic rifles that are designed specifically to kill people. I was reading an article in the Washington Post not too long ago, and it was describing, uh, it was interviewing a trauma doctor, and he was talking about the wounds that he was seeing come into the hospital in Las Vegas and how these bullets had exploded like on the inside of these people. 
someone had created these humongous holes in their bodies and tore up their their um, their vital organs, and it was clear that this was an instrument of war that was really used on these on these people. And I just think that as a nation, we've got to figure out what is, like you said, what is more important to us: our right to own firearms or um, the right that people have to live. And I've just heard so many arguments that are just completely asinine to me. Like, well, we need to just have more guns, right? So instead of trying to stop the or prevent the 26 people who were killed in the church, we're just glad that there was somebody there to prevent the 27th, right? As if the gun owner who killed the assailant stopped. He's like, he talk, they talk about like he stopped the carnage. Well, no, the carnage took place already. He may have stopped more, but he has not stopped the initial the initial And he didn't event. kill him. He wounded him right. and then he took his own life. So right. there was that. It's a challenge to me. The, the the thing that I've been wrestling, I think, the most with in the last couple of days is how people have so integrated faith with this issue, right? So you see politicians coming on television one after one talking about let's just pray. Let's pray for the families. Let's pray. And and my and, and prayer is great. I believe in prayer. I believe even the power of work. But I think it's such a cop-out to call for prayer when you have the power to do something to prevent the situation in the first place. And so praying for the people does not, does not absolve us of the responsibility to do something. Being upset about the evil of the murderer does not stop us from having to own the evil of non-commitment to this yeah. issue. Yeah. And I would even go so far as to call it prostituting prayer. I mean, I really would go that far because you're asking me to pray when you plan to do nothing about the things that you can control. You know, I was listening as you were, as all of us were, about just the reports coming back in and all these people are talking about prayer and our thoughts and prayers are with the families. And I felt like I wanted to just cry Mm -hmm. and not, not just in weeping and mourning, but, you know, in repentance, like we have allowed this to go on and on and on and on. And we act like praying absolves us, like you're saying, of actually doing something more than that. And I just wonder, like, prayer is appropriate, but so is maybe some repentance, some sackcloth and ashes. Like, we need to just stop the madness and just really, because God expects something of us, right? Like, we we keep praying, expecting God to intervene, but maybe, you know, what are we going to do right. about this? It's I, I just, just not right. Yeah, I, you know, so maybe this is my problem because I have a hard time not personifying God, right? I, I, but I think as God sits up and he looks at us, sometimes he must just shake his head. I mean, I, 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 and we have precedent for that because you look back in the book of Genesis and you see how he shook his head at all the wanton sin that was going on at the time before he said, you know what, I'm getting rid of all of them, right? And so I, I think, you know, he must look down at us allowing this 
environment to continue to perpetuate itself with these guns. We're shooting ourselves, and we're making excuses for it, and we're doing, and and, he, and then we say, well, let's just pray about it. And I imagine, I imagine the Lord saying, "Why are you bothering me when I've given you the power to deal with this? And you've made your choice, right? You've you've made your choice." And and I and I hear Trump come on television today and say that if there were that 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 gun control wouldn't have done anything to change the outcome of what happened in Texas. And I say to myself, we've made our choice and we continue to make our choice. I feel like after Sandy Hook, after all those little white babies were killed, I was like, we're not going to ever do anything about this. We're not going to, as in, if this doesn't move us to do something about guns, then nothing will. And so I don't know, I don't know what it's going to take. It's horrible. And it just keeps getting worse and worse. And it it feels to me a little bit like God is almost challenging us. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, you say it was this. Well, here's a concert. Mm -hmm. Here's a church. Here's not a black church, but here's a white church. Here's this. Here's this. Here's this scenario. Here are are assailants that don't look like you're... Exactly. That's right. What are you going to do? And so so gun control could have done something if we had... I, I don't necessarily buy the mental health issue, but certainly right. somebody who's a domestic abuser. That's and right. Certainly, I still don't understand the rationale that these large magazine clips are necessary, that he, I think he got off like 450 rounds no of ammunition or something crazy, like in a town of 400 people. Mm-hmm. Like, what? why are we okay with this? Right. And I just, you know, my heart really breaks, not just for those families, not just for that city, but because like you're saying, we have decided that lives don't really matter. Nobody's right. life matters. Right. And we, the church is complicit in And this. the church this, is complicit, this is, absolutely. This is another incidence where where the church is being used, quite frankly. Um, and it's not even just the church. Like, I feel like the name of, of God is being, um, is being lifted up as somehow, um, you know, that, that somehow he is approving of this. Right. Um, I, I, and, I, and that is the part that I think is offensive on a level. It is disconcerting at, at, on a level. And it's... And, I, and then... I, I just don't, I, how do we how do we really pray for these families if we're not willing to do one right. thing to change? I mean, including I, give up our guns, including give up, you know, something. Right. You know, you got to give something, yeah. right? Because this is not freedom. Right. This is not. This is bondage, right? This is death. This is about death. This is not about living, you know, like if you say you have to have your gun to protect yourself, well, all these people, they're not protecting themselves. Mm -hmm. They're going and causing Mm -hmm. all this carnage. And one, there were a couple pastors who were talking, and you know, I'm an evangelist at heart, so I'm not negating their saying our faith is going to get us through this. Mm -hmm. I'm not negating that. I was also just like, please say something about we have to make sure this never happens again. And they didn't. They're like, we're lifting up the name of Jesus. We're, our Lord is going to get us through. And I'm like, I'm thinking Jesus would have been like, stop this madness. There, not one more. Not one more large magazine clip. Not one more what the thing that trans makes them oh, automatic. The bunks up. Not one more. You know, it's just an 18-month-old got killed at church, you know, and we are just like, oh, well, you know, 
It's just too bad. This yeah. was just an evil person who went off the, you know, went off. And, you know, as if there's a way that we can, even the president said, it's a mental health issue. Yeah. Like, how are you going to know? Yeah. And we know and we know that this is purely political. I mean, right. after, you know, it's, it's always funny how it's never, so it's, it wasn't the right time to talk about climate change when, like, those, like, four hurricanes came through. Right. Um, category and, five. Yeah, right. <laughs> so it's not the right time to talk about that. And and it's not the right time to talk about gun control when, you know, when a sniper essentially mows down concert goers. But it is the right time to talk about immigration policy when an ISIS terrorist um, jumps out of a car in New York City. So we pick and choose the issues that are most important to us. We, we're wanting to, you know, do massive sweeping changes to immigration policy but we won't do the this most common sense basic stuff, like just make background checks at gun shows. Like we can't agree on that. Like that, I, I don't, I don't, I don't get that. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. We just won't do it. And I think it really is, you know, how Jesus said to the Pharisees, "Oh, you hypocrites!" Right. You know, it just we are um, hypocrites yeah. and. I feel like I'm not in that group, but I feel like I have to put myself in that group because otherwise I'm absolving us of right. doing something. Right. And it's just ridiculous. Right. It's a sin and a shame. Right. It really well, is. Well, in fairness, I mean, in fairness, you know, they didn't even, the legislators didn't even do anything when somebody with a gun came and shot one of their own. That's true. Right? So That's you have Steve true. Scalise. And I, I'm saying, and I'm saying to myself, well, now, now they're maybe if they're afraid for their own lives, maybe they'll do something, and they still haven't done anything. Right. So, right. so that's my that's my question. It's like, so what is it going to take in order for something to be done? And then my larger issue is, if we're not going to do anything, stop invoking God's name, please. Because like, stop doing. Like, just say, you know what? We're going to be hard hearted on this. We're going to make our. We're going to draw our line in the sand. This is what we're going to do. But then stop talking about how you're going to pray for the victims uh, of this gun violence that we could have done something to help before they were killed. Absolutely. It's perverse. I would even, I would say it's like violence to the gospel. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is not, how do you uh, reconcile this even amongst yourself? Like, how does this even make sense to you that you do nothing, that you allow this, these massacres to occur and act like, well, people have to have their guns Mm -hmm. um, without without any kind of restrictions, and then you want to ask God, what is it that you want God to yeah, do? Yeah, and so, and so then so then, then let's, I guess, move on to that a little bit because we're in agreement. So so what do we do, right? If somebody's listening to the podcast and they're saying to themselves, well, I don't like what's going on and I really want to do something to impact this issue, what would we tell them that they should do? I think, A, you need to be informed. Um, there's a something going around, and it's easily available. But the president got 901000 plus, plus, you know, over $900,000 from the NRA um, for his campaign. And there's a list. Um, the, the top, uh, I think, 50 are all Republicans. Um, I just say that as a point of information. Um, so we need to start saying, if you're not going to do anything about this, we're voting you out of office. We got to start writing and calling and forcing people. And then we really have to have a real uh, serious campaign, I think, 
where we're building up as much political power as the NRA seems to have. And that can take many different shapes and forms, but I think what we have to do is say, we are no longer going to allow these people to die unnecessarily before, because you need to have a gun. We have to hold people accountable. If they won't hold themselves accountable, we can say we're praying with our vote, we're praying with our feet, we're praying with our money, and we're gonna, we're gonna make sure that our prayers make sure that you're not in office anymore because you're not dealing with this issue and just go down the line, yeah, whoever it is. Yeah. And, and I think your, your, your comment about information is important, even on the side of just gun ownership, right? right? Because just because you're in favor of gun control does not mean that you're against all guns. That's and right. that's, that's the narrative that I think those who are opposed to gun control um, try to put out there, that, that you're against all guns if you are against common sense gun legislation. You know, there are laws out there that allow for concealed carry, right? So anybody can just be walking around with next to you that has a gun. They can be in the, the movie theater next to you. They can be in the shopping mall next to you. You may be for or against that. You may, you know, you may be against guns that have a certain capacity. So you might be okay with somebody who can shoot two bullets out of a gun without reloading, but you, against somebody who can just put a clip in and shoot 40 rapid-fire projectiles in succession. You might be against that. You might be against assault rifles, but before, you know, hunting rifles or be all right with handguns, but not... like So there, there are different ways in which this this issue can be addressed. I mean, there are issues with regard to background checks and who has access to guns. There, and, and so I, I think when we talk about education, I think education is important on this issue because what people would like to do is separate you into categories of pro-guns, anti-guns. And there is a huge middle ground that exists there. I think that's an excellent point. And I think um, you're so that, that really hits the nail on the head because we do have to stop allowing this kind of polarization that gets people killed, mm -hmm. right? That there is... Um, something more to to be known and to advocate for than just we can't do anything. I mean, certainly, if you have a magazine clip, you don't need that for hunting because you know you're not going to get meat. So, so I think that there are different ways to educate, and that that's a really good point. I I can't help but wonder. My sister says that if African-Americans started uh, getting guns and <laughs> legally that the laws would change immediately. Um, and, but there is, you know, it's hard to ignore the racial issues, you know, that I can't help but wonder if with the history that he had, the guy in Texas, and thank God I can't even remember his name. I, it actually just came to me, but I won't say it. But... Had he been African-American with the history that he had, would he have been able to get a gun? Would somebody have forgotten to put his name in, you know, a registry? I mean, I know people get busy, but it just, he was in jail, military jail for a year for cracking his skull. And then he also like hurt an animal, beat up an animal. So, I mean, you know, like this, that's a common sense kind of solution that somebody should have been on top of that. And it just seems that, you know, when you're black, you don't really get second chances to make these kinds of mistakes. Yeah, to yeah, be, I yeah. mean, I'm just, just saying. Yeah, no, this was an unfortunate situation all around. It was Absolutely. one that some, seems like to me could have been pre prevented uh, rather easily. I don't know what to do about this at this point. I feel like um, our country has made a decision about guns and 
Um, then we have to, yeah. then it's not going to stop. Yeah. And I honestly. And I don't know how it gets any, like when I look at these recent events, I'm, I'm just trying to figure out what, what is it? What would that event look like that would, that would shake us up out of our sleep? Um, I thought it was going to be Sandy Hook. I really did. I thought, I thought when those little kids got shot in their school, I thought this is definitely going to be it. But it didn't do anything. I don't think anything came out of that. And then when I saw, you know, the sniper in Las Vegas, I was like, this is going to do it. This is a country music concert in Las Vegas. Like almost 600 people. This has got to do something. It didn't do anything. And so I just don't know. At this point, I don't know what it's going to take. And, and asking God, and again, asking God to save us from ourselves is a prayer that is worth praying. And, I, and, and, and maybe that's the prayer that we ought to start praying. So instead of praying for the, the families, maybe we should pray for ourselves. Yeah, I totally, I actually have started praying for us because I just feel the same way. And it's like, have mercy on us yes. that we would watch this, that we even think, oh yeah, everybody should just go to church packing, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, have we lost yeah. our minds? Yeah. We're going into the house of the Lord and thinking what everybody should do is be packing and ready yeah. to shoot somebody if they come. Like you're at the altar, you're praying, you're, you know, you're or you're listening to the sermon, you're in worship, and all of a sudden, oh, wait, stop. Let me just yeah. start shooting. Yeah. I mean, and to think that even that's going to work in our favor, because, of course, we have this narcissistic view of if I'm carrying the gun and I've been trained, then somehow I'm going to be a hero and, you know, stop it. And, yeah, the guy did have an impact with in Texas at the um, First Baptist Church of Sutherland Springs. He did have an impact by shooting back at the assailant, but really, is I that mean... What it, is that what we're leaving it to? That's, that's what, what we're I mean. deciding. That's what we've left is, it to. We've left yeah. it to praying that there's somebody with a bigger gun or somebody who is available that has a gun, like it's the Wild Wild West or something. Right. As a pastor, I, 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 I kind of pray for some of my colleagues because I just don't, I don't understand how, how we watch this and we call for prayer and we don't feel compelled to um, to call for change at the same time. Like, like again, I'm I'm all for recreational gun use. I am. I, I'm all for it. I, I, but I also feel like, how do we how do we lay this at God's feet? And I and I and so when I'm watching the television, I'm saying to myself, this is not God's problem. This is not God's problem. Um, this is a, a problem that we have every opportunity. You know, you have countries all around the world that have gun control laws that don't have nearly the issues that we have. You have, uh, you know, I, and I've heard, I feel like I've heard the arguments, but it's exasperating. It really is. It um, is, but we, the, the people who own the guns have money. The NRA has money. And I guess if we're a slave to anything um, besides power, we're a yeah. slave to money. Yeah. And, you know, we'll buy anything and allow people to die so that we can play with guns. And I think if there was a prayer um, that should be prayed, it should be a prayer that um, we pray for courage. We pray for our legislators to have courage, to finally pass some sensible um, gun legislation that doesn't end with people 
massacred and dying unnecessarily. Yep, well, that that makes sense. And I think that's a a great way for us to end. Um, Pray and then act. Um, And so this has been the Just Talk podcast, and uh, I am Essentino Lewis. I'm Leslie Copeland-Toon. And as always, we're grateful uh, for your joining us. You can uh, reach us at uh, Just Talk Show, J-U-S-T-A-L-K, show at gmail.com. The website where you can check us out is www.justtalkshow.com. And, uh, and we'll look, good, uh, look forward to seeing you or talking to you next time. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.